0: Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Thursday, March 7th, 2020, and this is episode 38 from the Anything Goes Podcast. I hope everybody's doing well. I hope your week has been going as good as it can, considering the circumstances and considering. The bullshit that we've been seeing the past couple of weeks, the past few days have just been hectic for the black community. Um, This is nothing that's different for us, per se. We're used to this. And that's the bad thing. That's the sad part, is that we are used to this. We are accustomed to the bullshit But with this pandemic going on, I think the world will take notice. Because idle minds and boredom strikes curiosity. Always remember that. You start being curious. So hopefully the entire world, as well as the people who've had these blinders on across the nation, can take notice and realize just how full of shit the United States and its government is towards black people. Today was a good day for me. Started off, went to work, well, didn't go to work, but clocked in to work. Knew I was getting off early today, had already discussed this during the week. I went to my dentist appointment, and going to the dentist isn't always pleasant. It's not always what it's cracked up to be. No pun intended. But I had a good time. You know, I love the staff in there. Pretty cool. I'm on my way home, and there's a truck in front of me, a white truck. I'm about a minute away from my house, literally, coming through one of the Neighborhood taking a shortcut that I take to get home. The truck doesn't signal. The truck is moving slow. You know, well, driving slow, which is cool. It's a residential neighborhood. But they didn't throw on the signal. Like, they turned right into a driveway, which is okay. But it caused me to slam on my brakes because, you know, you have to brake before you turn. So they break, they turn, I slam on my brakes. It's not hard, but it's a guy across the street. And he yells at me, yeah, go ahead and hit her. What? So I rolled my window down. It's a white man, older white guy. And his wife or girlfriend, significant other, friend, whoever. I'm like, huh? I'm like, bro, what you talking about? This is what I yelled at him. And I tell him, I'm like, man, mind your business. I wasn't going to hit her. And even if I did hit her, you know, she, she didn't break into, I mean, she didn't signal. And she stopped abruptly. We're not going fast. But I told, dude, I'm minding my business. Like, mind your business. Stay out of mine. And this is what we have to talk about today. Is we can't stay out the way. We cannot mind our business. This is crazy. We're always going to be a nigger. No matter who and no matter what. We're always going to be a nigga. We're going to be nigga to white people, to cops, no matter what race and ethnicity they are. They're black cops who hate black people, whether you believe it or not. We see that in Indian- Indianapolis with Sean Reed, the 21 year old who looks like he was running from the cops in the car. He's on live. He parks, he gets out, he runs away from the police, and they shoot him down like a dog 15 times. And you hear a voice in the background, and that voice says, looks like it's going to be a closed casket, homie. That was a black man. I was a black cop talking about another black man. And, bro, you're supposed to be one of the good guys. But you see, you see that self-hate. You see that mentality that he has. You understand how fucked up you have to be to say that. This isn't a motherfucker you beefing with, bro. This isn't somebody that killed your friend or your brother or your sister. This is somebody who is a criminal. You know, we don't know. We don't know what he did. But let's just say he was he was a criminal. He didn't deserve that. He was running away. And then for you to be that insensitive, not knowing that this dude was on Facebook Live and or, or Instagram Live, whatever whatever platform he was on, his phone was still recording, and your an insensitive ass. And I hope and pray we find find out who you are, so we can shame the shit out of your black ass for being a motherfucking bootlicker. And I'm sorry for the profanity. I'ma scale back on it, but that right there. That pissed me off, but you know what? His day going to come to where he realizes he's still just a nigga too. You see, Nas put out an album 10 years ago called Nigga. Stirred up controversy. The best song that he had on, my favorite song off, off that album is called Slave Master. You still a nigga. They gonna show your black ass that you still a nigga, bro. You insensitive as hell. You watching another black man lay and and die. And you say that insensitive shit. He has a mother... He has friends. He has a father. And another black man, a black cop, somebody who should be working for change in the department, has conformed. Go to hell. Amid this pandemic, this coronavirus over the weekend, Francisco Garcia... Manhattan East Village, if you know anything about Manhattan, the Lower East Side, it's the tale of two areas, bro. Once you get past a certain point on the Lower East Side, it's neighborhoods, it's it's no more Big shops. It's not like Central Park, the Central Park area. It's totally different. You gotta go up further away from that to be in Central Park. But the Lower East Side is still dope. That's the spot that I go to when I'm in Manhattan. So it's a large police presence there. Because you got Times Square in the midst. If, I, if my memory serves me correct, I'm in the same vicinity, if not correct me, I don't mind being wrong. But there's a it's a heavy police presence there. In the East Village, the white people at the park. You handing out masks. Ain't nobody getting brutalized, arrested. But you go a couple blocks away. And Francisco Garcia. He was feeling himself because you know, hey, we gotta have the authority. We ain't stopping the frisking. We stopping the social distancing. This is what they're doing now. So that big guy, they shake down two people. Who don't want to conform. Because when you approach black people, you should approach us knowing what we've been through. Like, bro, we're not going to respond well to you being combative or sarcastic. you approaching me in plain clothes. You're probably not announcing yourself and telling me what's what I'm doing wrong or what's going on. You're probably being an asshole because you know what? The picture's... That that are surfacing on the internet. The way they handled those folks in the East Village. Compared to how they handled these black people. is night and day. But well, we still a nigga to them, right? You beating on somebody. Whooping on them. Because you felt he was approaching you in a aggressive manner. Bro, we're tired of seeing you beat up on our brothers and sisters. That's frustrating. Of course I'm going to be angry. There was a woman in that video that y'all were being rough with. Of course another grown man is going to be upset. Of any color they should be upset but they're not because that was a black woman she's still a nigger he approaches this bystander with his taser out you know you pulling the you 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 making it do the little crackling sounds you know what I'm saying excuse me for my ignorance i don't know what that is per se but you you being aggressive with it. And when you get close enough to this man, when y'all meet face to face, because you provoking him, you a, you a man, you provoking another grown man. A lot of men are alphas. He in your face, but he gave himself up because when you touched him, he like, if I hit this man back, they're going to kick my ass. They're probably going to kill me. He gave himself up, bro. You still beat on him? The way they police us to the way they police everybody else. is night and day. It's like it's mandated. That they do this bullshit to us. A couple of weeks ago, I was sitting back and I was thinking. Maybe a week. The most two. I was like, damn, we haven't really... Had to talk about any police shootings or police officers beating on uh unarmed black people. I spoke too soon. Back in you know, back at episode seventeen, titled The Police vs. Black America, we spoke about a Tatiana Jefferson. This is October 15, 2019. By how she was murdered. She was killed. By a trigger happy cop. We're at episode 38 and we're talking about it again. Different people, different location, same situation. Mayor de Blasio downplaying the incident, says, oh, the cops have been out of work. So you forget how to be a decent human being because you're not working. Or, I, you know what, I took it as they've been out of work, they ain't had nobody to slap up on. Maybe their girlfriend, their wife, maybe their kids. But you ready to get out here and enforce the bullshit on black people so you'll have a reason to tee off on this. That's just ridiculous. I don't understand. You strip him of his gun and his badge, but is that that's not enough. This dude has seven lawsuits levied against him. And the city of New York has has paid out $210,000 behind this dude. You can't be serious. The NYPD has been tripping. This is showing us why police state, and we're under a police state right now, whether people know it or not, these boys can enforce These laws, and if we don't abide by them, they can snatch our asses up at the drop of a dime. This is why we don't need a police state. I was thinking to myself, and I've had this conversation. I was saying, like, man, maybe this ain't such a bad idea, this this new norm that we're up against. Because I wasn't looking at this side of things. That was my ignorance. And I apologize. We don't need to be under no police state. These people are scared of us. They're terrified. They want a reason to kill us and to be abusive towards us because we intimidate them. They hate us for no reason. This shit is burned into their psyche and into their offspring psyche. I seen someone say today, like, I can't wait till this old generation dies off. Why? These young motherfuckers ain't no better. They ain't no better. This shit is sad. But that ain't the worst. We moving from Indianapolis to New York, from New York to what's breaking my heart. You're you know, a couple years ago, Fernando Castile he was, killed. he was killed in Minnesota for no reason. Traffic stopped, lets the cop know he has a gun. He's trying to get the paperwork. Cop kills him in front of his girl, in front of a kid. For no reason. Gunned down. That shit broke my heart. I watched that video. The morning after. And I cried. In my room. My son came in. My son. Like what's wrong? I couldn't even tell him. It broke my heart. So bad. It's the first time. I had cried because of one of those videos. I don't know what, what it was, but it broke my heart. But I gotta say this man's name t- this evening, and I don't want to, and that's Amar Arbery, who was killed February 23rd of this year. Young man hadn't even started his life yet, once you think about it, if we're going to be honest, doing what a lot of us do, enjoying the freedom and the liberties that every American has promised. running jogging the dude was a former football player probably keeping himself in shape you know what i mean it ain't nothing to do but sit sit around the house eat you know what i'm saying like put on the pounds put on the happy weight (laughs) or the depressed weight (laughs) Because of the bullshit that's going on around the world, I have a brother, a partner that is a trainer, a personal trainer. They can't go in the gym right now. They have to work out around the facility. But what if he decided to take his, his the people that he's training, what if he decides to take them out into the neighborhood? and they run, and because we looked at as just niggas, the police are called, or in that case of 25-year-old Amon Arbery, this man, but he's still a kid. What if the neighborhood watch people of these fake-ass vigilantes stop him and stop them because they look like they don't belong? Or they match the description. Hell, every black man, every black woman, every black child matches the description of a criminal because we're looked at nothing but criminals and niggas. That's what they see when they see us. Amar Arbery was killed February 23rd. His These fools, these cowards, these killers, these criminals haven't even been arrested for this murder, and now the video was out. The third DA on the case said this can go to trial. This this is going to go to a grand jury. Why did it take so long? Oh, because Greg McMichael, 64 years old, out of Satilla Shores, outside of Brunswick, Georgia, used to work for the Glenn County PD. He worked for the office of two of the DAs. They had to recuse themselves from this case because now your foot being held to the fire. This pandemic has had everybody distracted. People getting tired of hearing about this shit now. And plus, what y'all did to this 25-year-old man that's still in the... Youth of his life. Because at 25 you still don't know nothing. You're still figuring it out. Because he fits the description. Because you've had break-ins. Because he looked like he didn't belong there. You wanted to be a vigilante. And you wanted to kill him. Your 34-year-old son, Travis McMichael, he probably couldn't do much with a Y'all in, y'all could have I would have rather you tried to fight the dude, but you, you shoot him with a shotgun more than one time. You shot him to kill him. And you were the aggressors. He was minding his business. This shit should be an open and shut case, bro. He was minding his business. He is a part of your community, even though he doesn't live on your street. He still lives in that community. He still lives in that neighborhood. That's just as much as his neighborhood as it is yours. You do know that, right? Or can I take it a step further and say, if y'all would have just left us in Africa where we were, shit, y'all wouldn't have to deal with us now. Hell, we can't even enjoy life's freedoms. Going running, going jogging, that's something that people love to do. I work in insurance verification. I have to call insurance companies. I'll be on hold. That elevator music y'all hear or those automated messages, guess what they say? Go running or walking or jogging for 30 minutes out of your day for a healthier lifestyle. It'll, uh, It'll help against heart disease. It'll help against depression, high blood pressure. This is what jogging does. This is something that you get up every day and do. You walk. You be mobile. And because you want to be a vigilante, a fake one at that, you kill an innocent, unarmed man that you wanted to bother. That shit pisses me off. It's sickening. We see it too many times. Where well, black people are minding their business, and here come the agitators, and it's usually white people that comes bothering them. Why? The dispatcher asks the person who called the nine called nine one one, what is he doing wrong? because you know what some of these some people are tired of your bullshit calling in false emergencies it's the middle of the day it's it's sunny outside if this man was doing anything wrong and illegal y'all woulda seen it no, you want to assume you shot this man down like a dog. His body fell. It was lifeless. Y'all killed him like he was nothing. You can't even compare us to dogs because y'all have sympathy. If a dog was getting killed, if a dog had gotten killed on camera and it dropped yesterday, they would have been talking about it everywhere. And you know what? White people would have been outraged. Look at Michael Vick. All those innocent dogs. But what about these innocent black men and women and children? Tamir Rice, 12, with a toy gun. This dude rolled up on him like he was a gang member. And he is, he was. That cop is in the biggest gang in the world. He's a police officer. That blue code of honor, blue badge of honor. Y'all can go to hell. Every single one of y'all. There ain't no code. There ain't no honor. That shit is demonic. And then for my Latinos and my black people, my my uh Asian cops or whoever, whatever your nationality and ethnicity is, for you to perpetuate that bogus ass mentality that you're white, counterparts or and peers are, are perpetuating to black people, you should be ashamed of yourself. Because it's wrong. There ain't no honor amongst that. And I'm talking to every cop. To hell with you. Seriously. Are they any good cops? No. Because if it were... Shit like this one happened. And I know this dude isn't a cop. And I'm like, well, they're not cops. Greg McMichael, he worked for the Glenn County Police Department. Under what capacity, I have no idea. But you see how this all ties in together. And if you don't, I'm going to break it down to you. When you have a group of people that feel like they have president and they have authority over another group of people, it causes the masses to disrespect and to feel like they can do anything they want to to that group of people that's being discriminated against and being held down, being oppressed by an oppressive system. That's how all this shit ties in together. That's how Nazi Germany was, how you think Hitler came to power propaganda and media, like, look, let me tell y'all about this group of people and how they're making it hard for us and bad for us. They need to be eradicated. And guess what he did? He came to power and he almost did what he set out to do. He killed a lot of people. All that blood was on that man's hands. Look at us. Look at us. Not only do the police not like us and think we just niggas, everyday citizens do it. Georgia has to take accountability for this shit. No arrests have been made. You're saying that this third DA is saying that, oh, we're gonna go to a grand jury. The courts are shut down. You're talking about the earliest a grand jury. May convene will be the middle of June so we have to wait we have to keep saying Ahmad get killed we have to continue to see that video and know that these cowards are still out here and I'm sorry I gotta put it out there on front street you know, God have mercy on their soul, but they asses it should belong to us for real. That's just my take on it. I'm not going to sit up here and be evil, but if something happened to them dudes, I wouldn't better eye, and it would be well deserved. This shit makes no sense. You going for a jog, you doing something that you mind minding your own business doing. And these people are harassing you. You're not authority. But even authority, they don't give us no type of leeway. Look at what else happened in New York. Another officer caught on camera, beating up on a black on a black man black man on the ground already. Here you go, punching on him and then. The people who are recording the incident because this is what we have to do to even show that this shit has happened. Because from the beginning of time, especially in the 50s and 60s, even in the 40s and 30s, it's always our word against theirs. It's always the same narrative. He had a gun. I fear for my life. You are aggressive to these bystanders. You need to go in the, in the apartment or the house. You need to do this, that, and the third. While you getting in my face, you want to provoke a reaction so you can beat up on me. But my son, my son showed a video on his Instagram. And it was showing how these Jewish people were being harassed by the cops and how they handle them totally different. But those Jewish people, they were together. And that's what we have to do. We have to start, instead of recording these cowards, whether it be police or whether it be these fake-ass vigilantes like George Zimmerman, we can't sit back and watch. When we're around, we gotta make shit happen. And everybody not like that. And I understand. But we need to make enough noise to where, hey, somebody around don't mind rocking off on one of these boys. One of these cowards. Whether it be a cop or whether it be a fake ass vigilante. Somebody will rock off on them. Somebody will stand toe to toe with them. Arm yourself, my people. My homeboy told me, he was like, man, you ain't got no felonies. Go get you a gun. Go get a register, bro. Don't walk around with no dirty strap. He was right. Look at this shit. Look at our brother, Ahmad, yo. And I'm calling him our brother because he is. We got to get out of this this self-hate that these black cops or these black racist motherfuckers who are racist toward their own people. We got to get out of that mentality. We brothers, we sisters. We got to look out for each other. No arrests were made. These two dudes are still chilling. I can break it down to you like this. This is for liberty and justice for all. We say that, you know, that's a part of the Pledge of Allegiance, right? Liberty, justice for all. If that's true, they should have been arrested the day of with no bond. This was murder. I'm minding my business. I'm jogging. Some shit that don't cost money that I ain't got to pay taxes for. I was born with this right and this privilege, and my life was taken away for exercising it. No pun intended. Y'all think about that shit. Y'all really think justice will be served, I hope. But to me, it don't look like it. So we're going back to Minnesota. We're going to St. Paul, Minnesota. We got to talk about Anthony Trifoletti, his trifling ass. I think that's how he says last name. He killed Doug Lewis. a father of four, a black man who was working three jobs. He rear-ended him in his truck, A accident, a fender bender, something that I was about to perhaps be a part of. Why did that sign his death sentence? Why was Anthony playing judge, jury, and executioner to Doug Lewis? to this father of four, who clearly is providing. He getting it how he can. This shit is ridiculous. Anthony said, look, and he's he's twenty-four. He young. He's young. Your life is you just ruined your life. You just ruined it. You get out, you take pictures of the accident, y'all start arguing. You tell the police, your friends tell the police, you heard him say that he was a GD. Let me dispel that rumor right now. I'm not a gang member. I know some niggas that's a part of that gang lifestyle, though. And I've been around enough people to know that I'm not going to tell you that I'm a blood, a cripple, a gangster disciple, a vice lord, a black disciple. Latin King, I'm not gonna tell you that unless you are opposition. Unless you are somebody I'm at war with. Or you're some or unless I'm just trying to impress people, but I'm usually trying to impress black people. You white. You ain't a part of this. Why would I tell you that I'm a GD? So I don't believe that shit at all. He says. He feared for his life. They get in their cars. They're supposed to go their separate ways. But you follow Doug unintentionally. He gets out of his car. He want to know why the hell you still following him. And you lie and say he reached for his waistband. And you shot him four times. You feared for your life. You shot him four times. No, man, you wanted to provoke a situation so you would have an excuse to kill him. But you know what? Doug might get off because they're going to say, oh, I mean, not Doug, but Anthony might get off because they're going to say Doug got out of his car. If you're following me and you we've already been arguing and you've been combative. I want to know why you're following me still because now you're provoking me. Now I'm in fear for my life. How do we know that I wouldn't have went home and this man would have tried to kill my entire family? I had to stop to see what was up. To see why you were still following me. Why he was still following me. The cop says... Doug was unarmed, no gun. Anthony said he left the scene, he fled, he called his father. He told his father he left the scene because he didn't know if he hadn't extinguished extinguished the threat yet. Extinguish the threat. You extinguish a fire. You extinguish something that you hate that's a detriment to you. That's causing you harm. You brought this man down to the smallest of forms saying that. And for that, I hope you right in hell. This man wasn't a threat to you. You were a threat to him because you didn't know when to stop and to let the law do what the law had to do. You could have let this shit go and it'd be all over and done with. But no, you had to follow him. You had to provoke him. But kudos to St. Paul, Minnesota and the Ramsey County Jail because Anthony Trafaletti has been locked up with a million dollar bond and he's being charged with second degree murder. And he could see he could be facing up to the maximum amount of time Due to that, and that's 40 years. I applaud y'all for doing what you were supposed to do, but I'm not confident that anything will happen or that you will even be convicted. I pray to God you are. But go to hell, man. You see, my people, man, we can't be we can't be sad forever. We need to be upset. We need to be angry. We need to be able to move in a manner where we're heard. They ain't hearing us, or they ain't listening. You can't keep turning the other cheek because this shit is coming from the top. the government filtering down to the local governments. And the local governments are like, police, do what the fuck you want to do. This is mandated. This shit is a script all across the country. Look at what happened in California. Dude, the cop didn't know he was being recorded. He's being recorded. Him and his partner have a suspect apprehended. And... The cop starts put the male cop starts punching dude while he's apprehended. He doesn't know he's being recorded. There is no excuse. Dude didn't even hit you back. This is how Deprogrammed we are as a people. They're not even fighting you motherfuckers back with the fear of being killed. But we're the threat. We're the problem though. We're the aggressor. When every time I look up, it's y'all that's provoking a response from people. But then when one of you get killed, it's rest in peace. It's oh my god, we're flying the flag at half staff, we're putting a black ribbon over our badges. To hell with y'all. You need to know how it feel, and I'm not apologetic about it at all. And neither should my peers be. You want me to be comfortable with you enforcing this social and shit, but while this social distancing pandemic coronavirus, whatever you want to call it, is going on, my people are open targets again and again and again. You've had people say that they felt like being quarantined and forced to stay at home. They felt they felt like slaves. If you don't go to hell and and, and get out of this delusional world that you live in, bro, y'all have it so much better than my ancestors did. They didn't have homes to go to. They had shacks. They slept on floors. They were fed second class food. They were raped. They were killed. They were beat. They were brutalized. Y'all have done shit to us, to our ancestors to our culture, to our communities that we will never get over. And you say that we're lazy. This this prejudice, this preconceived notion of black people. So all, all black people are lazy. All black people are aggressive. All black people are mean. That's what you see when you see black because you demonized it, not realizing that ebony is pure. This melanin that we that we produce that we have is wanted. And that's the problem with these people. Low-key they want us. They want us to ourselves, themselves so they can do whatever the hell it is that they want to do. We ain't people to them. With objects. People have some twisted ass fantasies and some warped ass minds. Obsession turns into hate. You can't have us working in these fields, slaving and beating on us, and, and killing us, and raping our women. So you just tee off on us every time you get a chance. These stand your ground laws and, and these, uh, you know, you can be a community vigilante and citizens arrest and all this. This shit is not for black people. It's used to hurt, kill, and manipulate the black community. That's what it's for. Not for black people. Black man said he was standing his ground against a white man or a white woman. He killed them. Oh, that's, he's going to, he's a thug. He's going to prison. Man might not have been in the street a day in his life, but that's what he will be labeled as. Y'all got to think about it. And you got to make it make sense. And we got to stop being afraid to stand up for each other. You see your people being mistreated or you think something ain't right. Hey man, it's strength of numbers. I be loving when I see the videos of them motherfuckers getting ran up out of the projects or... You know, a cop getting what's coming to him, he getting fired on. Not killed but stole on. I love it. Because they need that. Black people, we beautiful. We the shit. We don't need to hold our heads down today. This ain't that. This ain't it's not time for it. Those days are over. But we need to make sure what's happened and transpired over the last few months, after out of the last hundreds of years, that it gets better and we stop it. We can't be afraid to speak out against injustice. And the moment we make it and we take this podcast to where I know we can take it, use my platform for it. And I hope y'all will join me in this process. to Ahmaud Aubrey and his family. Your son did nothing wrong. And I'ma finally say it, yo, rest in peace, man. I'm sorry that it happened to you. I'm sorry that you were perceived as a threat even though you were minding your business. I'm sorry that these dudes haven't been arrested and held accountable for taking your life, that innocent life of 25 years, man. You hadn't even experienced everything yet. But I hope you left a lasting impact. And just like Trayvon, Tamir Rice, Sandra Bland, Lando, we ain't going to let your name be in vain, bro. We ain't going to let your death be in vain. We're going to always talk about you. We're going to always remember you. And it's going to hurt your family more than it hurts any of us. But our heart is bleeding too, man. I know mine is. And I know a lot of my friends Their heart is doing the same. To your family. You know, I hope y'all. I hope y'all get the justice y'all deserve, man. And may God be with y'all. And on that note. I'm out. I'll see y'all next week episode 39. Y'all have a good one. I love you.